ladies, 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 and gentlemen, welcome to the Doggett Style Podcast. Woohoo! I'm your host, Evan Doggett. With Santiago. That's my mustache. And together we're going to teach you about all things dog. Let's do it! Doggett Style. Let's get some. Okay, okay. Yeehaw. Now listen, if you are a pet parent mm-hmm. and you would much prefer to learn from my mistakes uh-huh. than to make your own, you are in the right place. Okay. So sit back, relax. You can take that mask off your face. What you talking about? Or not. I'm going to give you dog training tips and tricks. I'm going to teach you about the seven elements of dog training. I might make you laugh. I might make you cry. But it's all to help you become a better pet parent. And for me to have fun. This sounds like it's going to be a really good time. Sure is, Santiago. It sure is. Bonjour, you beautiful thing. How the heck are you? This week, we're talking about playing with your dog. Now, you might think you have this covered, but there's always something you can learn about anything, isn't there? I mean, realistically, nobody knows everything about everything. I'm learning about play constantly, and finding out that it's actually a lot more important to play in the right way than I initially anticipated. I just kind of thought before, yeah, you know, you throw the ball, you do the tug, you whatever. But there's actually a lot more you can achieve through play in terms of building a relationship, getting a dog significantly more tired in a shorter period of time than, you know, by just throwing the ball. You've got the mental stimulation. They can learn all kinds of stuff. And that's coming up next right after a message from our sponsors. Oh, good day, everyone. Yes, this is Ricky from Ricky's Fine Linens. We find the finest linens and then we wrap them up in a garbage bag, mark them down 50% and throw them in a bin for you to buy. So come on down to Ricky's Fine Linens, the only place you're going to find fine linens for under five bucks. And be sure to tell them Ricky sent ya. Well, I'm not sure how fine those are, Ricky, but it's... I mean, you're paying for the ad space, so say whatever the hell you want to say. All right, so we're talking about play today. Now, I'm curious. Just take a second. What kind of play do you do with your dog? And how much playing do you do? Now, there's no real right or wrong answers here, guys. I mean, there are, but I don't want you to feel bad about yourself. So I'll paint it with a picture that basically – paint it with a brush. Paint this 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 dog picture with a brush that basically says we can always do better. But there's no point in beating yourself up about it, is there? No sense of, no sense of that at all. So, for example, with, uh, with my first dog, Bruno – did I talk about Bruno? I feel like I talked about Bruno two weeks ago – This is episode number five. Can you believe it? Going strong. So Bruno, boxer, had him in Colombia, my first own dog. I'll be talking about the dogs I grew up with in future future ones. I really want to talk about kids' safety. I saw something super sketchy today. Um, Well, I'll just say it now. So there's a new dog park, and there was this young family there with maybe a three-year-old up in the guy's arms, and he's bouncing the kid up and down in his arms. Do you understand how dogs work? Do you understand that dogs like to jump and grab little things out of trees? Um, That's play for a dog. Your child's leg is potentially a play toy, a chew toy 
for my dog. I mean, not my dog, but somebody's dog. I mean, maybe my dog, Rush, like, would used to love to jump and grab things out of people's hands. Like, I didn't have great control over him. I was a, you know, 20-something-odd kid that got a dog <laughs> in university. He was, a, he was a chick magnet. That's why I got the dog, let's be honest. What? That's the only reason anybody gets a dog, right? Dude magnet, chick magnet? Come on, don't lie to me. What are you lying to yourself for? So I, I specifically, and I fought for this with the Anaganish dog park, and then we'll get back to playing. But we're kind of talking about playing because your kid's, again, your kid's leg could be a play toy for a dog. So dog parks and children don't mix. I, I really pushed for this. Nobody's following the rules. It is what it is. But kids under the age of six. No, what did I say? Six? Under the age of six, not permitted at all. Six to 12 need to be supervised. And I said under the age of 12, none. No kids. Nope. There's a huge dog park over the road. I'm ranting. I realize this. But damn it, people. Dogs are going to mess up your are going to mess up your kids. Maybe not. But like this is coming from a guy who has a permanent dimple in his face from a dog. Five years old. And now you, I'm sure you could argue and say, well, you still became a dog trainer. You're fine. I'm stupid, okay? I've always been a bit dumb. Reckless, you might say. So, <laughs> yeah, I became a dog trainer. A lot of kids are emotionally fully traumatized. So don't let your dogs run up on kids. That's not fun. What's playful for your dog might be traumatizing for someone else. Now, I'm also a fan of not, um, well, I was going to say dramatize things, but sometimes I, you know, only like a million days a year do I like to be dramatic. But the rest of the time, we want, <laughs> we want to keep everyone safe. All right, back to play. Now, play is anything that your dog enjoys, but you need to enjoy it too, right? The whole kid leg thing, the dog finds it fun, your kids, you know, now needs to go visit the the war amps, like not not great. Remember those commercials? Are they still on? Anyway. So dog playtime can be just different. I want to separate this from like going to a dog park and letting your dog socialize. Socialize and playtime for me are different. Playtime is what I do with my dog so that we can bond, so that we can do something fun together. So that could be like hiking, but I think more when I think of fun uh, because hiking for me, like the dog's off doing their own thing and I'm in my own world because, you know, because I don't have my cell phone in my hand or I'm taking selfies the whole way recording my <laughs> recording my hike and posting it to Instagram to see how many, so many likes I can get, so many people love me on social media. Um, no, like I'm in my own head, I'm in my own world. I mean like an active, well, hiking's active. Let's just really narrow down this 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 definition here. When and, and the reason I love narrowing down definitions now is when I first started dating Mo, what a lot of people don't know about my wife is she has her JD, her Juris Doctorate. She has her, her she has like three law degrees or something, two law degrees, three law degrees. It's a big deal. She's a smart woman. And so I would always say stuff and she would go, can you define that? And I'm going, well, I can't define that. Do you know who I am? I'm ridiculous. Come on, I'm not defining anything. I just say whatever's on my mind. No, 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 I need you to define that for me. Like, what is that? What does that mean? When you say you're going to do that thing, what does that mean? So now I'm really into defining things. So for me, play with my dog, let's define it as like something that just one dog and I am doing 
are doing something together at a time. Wow, that did. I should have wrote that down first. What? Um, <laughs> me and my dog doing something together. I, I guess play could be with multiple dogs, but then I feel like then it's a social thing and the dog's getting a better time out of their interaction with another dog, which is like 99% of the time. If there's another dog in the room, you matter significantly less. Some dogs are very antisocial, but even then they're still paying attention to the other dog more than they are to you because they can trust you. They should anyway, hopefully. And if they don't, playing is a great way to build that up. But I see this all the time in, in videos and stuff where people are like really trying to encourage the dog to do something to play, like tug or fetch, and the dog's just not into it. It needs to be a mutual level of fun. And the best way, like, for example, let's say fetch. Let's take fetch as, an, as our first example. If your dog likes to play fetch for like three or four throws and then gets bored and walks away, mark that, write that down. How many times did they return to me before they spat it out or just walked off? And then do one or two less. And if it's one, pretend to throw the ball. Tease them with it, put it away. You want to build it up. That's if you want to have this ongoing game of fetch. You don't have to do any of this stuff. Some people are going to be listening. Well, I'm not doing that because what, what? I don't care. <laughs> do whatever the hell you want to do. Make yourself happy. Pour yourself a margarita if you want to. Last time I had a margarita, I got cranky. Never having a margarita again. Um, <laughs> in the restaurant, wife and kids, Costa Rica, no problems in the world. I get cranky. It was the rum can't do alcohol anymore. One year completely sober. I haven't been drunk in over a year. I haven't had a sip of, I haven't been drunk in like 16 months. I haven't had a sip of alcohol in a year. And if you like to drink, hey, props to you. It wasn't working for me. Back to playing. So playing with your dog, you're playing fetch. He wants to go for one, two fetches. You, you throw the ball, you encourage them back, you tease them with it a little bit, you build up that motivation. Oh, I want it, I want it, I want it. You put the ball away. This doesn't work if there's like 45 other balls laying around. You really want, everyone wants what they can't have, right? It comes back to that, that secret of dog training, that motivation, getting them to work for it. It doesn't just have to be food. It can be toys as well. So same thing with tug, except one of the things with play for me is like, I don't care who wins. Ultimately, I got to get the thing back and you got, you know, we can't just, you can't just shred every toy want to think about the environment here as well so like the tug toys that i buy i go on ebay and then i go can-am like the like bombardier's skidoo stuff can-am canine uh his name's guy what's his last name i want to say lapierre but that was i I think it is lapierre uh, ironically it was uh, a friend of mine that was a dog trainer passed away um, but anyway, gi, Can-Am K9, awesome, awesome tug and bite gear and bite sleeves and all that fun stuff. You can get them for puppies. A lot of people are concerned that if you play with your dog like that by, by doing tug, it's going to make them more aggressive. I say if you have an aggressive dog that likes to bite, teach them to play tug. But just have tools and, and systems in place to keep yourself safe. Like have a leash on the dog, maybe have someone to help you. Um, If the dog's like resource guarding toys, maybe don't go there. Go see a trainer first. It is in the – is resource? Yeah, resource guarding as a puppy is in the online training program. How to prevent your puppy from um, like guarding bones and things like that. Really good. I'm trying to think. There's like 112 videos in there. So forgive me sometimes when I'm like, is that in there? I got to go back. I'll have a checklist in front of me. 
next time for play. Play is something in the seven elements that there's there's a few um, a few videos. There is free shaping, which is like my favorite. What there's two parts. I had so much fun with it. There's two parts on uh, on that. Uh, there's one on fetch. There's one on out. What else is there? I'm going to do like a whole little mini series at some point. I might just put one or two, and then I'm going to do a mini series on nose work, nose detection, especially like if we're in another wave of COVID. It's a great way. You get your dog smelling stuff. Unbelievable how tired they get. Their olfactory system, 10,000 times stronger than ours in most cases. So, you know, that that lingering uh, fire to yours, open a window. You know, you forget that it, that it smells that bad. Your dog doesn't. Okay. It's 10,000 times stronger. How funny is it when a dog farts and it startles them? I, I am obviously a, a, a bit immature, but it's the funniest thing. You can't not laugh at that. When a dog farts and it startles them, <laughs> wakes them up, and then they smell their butt like, did you put that there? Did you put a fart on my butt? Just outside of my butt? What? What is that? They look at you. <laughs> Playing with your dog, there's so many ways you can play with your dog. My favorite way is free shaping with Vega. So what free shaping is, is you put a reward in your hand, typically a high value reward, like liver. You can't, you don't want to give too much liver. It's chock full of vitamin K. Read the bag, couple of pieces, small dogs, especially it'll blow out their, I believe, kidneys. Um, anyway, a couple of pieces of freeze-dried liver, some lungs, some dehydrated meat, whatever. All single-ingredient treats. Don't buy that stuff from the dollar store, dollar or whatever. That was, you know, it was cheap. It was no good, typically. Just single-ingredient treats. Just because it says liver and then there's like 40 and it's like $1 for a pound of it, it's not liver. It's just there's liver flavoring in it. Anyway, high-value treat, put it in your hand, see what your dog will do. And then immediately, as soon as they do something, you reward them with the objective of you can get the dog to do anything. You get the dog to do the dishes by doing this. But basically, it's like small steps. Every time the dog even looks at the dishwasher, boom, break, you throw the piece of food on the floor. Go to the go to the online course. And then, of course, in the – of course, of course, in the Facebook group, there there's – a few videos of me free shaping with Vega. It always blows people's minds. Like I'd get her to like pick up a PlayStation remote across the room. It's my, I should start calling it my neck, my Netflix remote. No time to play video games. 10x and it up. Uh, so, so yeah, there's a bunch of things there. Tug, another awesome thing. Like even my, even Vega, my black lab, uh, loves to play tug. A lot of people really frown upon that with a hunting dog. She's a like, competition hunting dog. I don't compete with her anymore, but it was a chapter of my life. And as long as you teach them the difference between, like, grabbing something hard and, and grabbing something soft like a duck, you don't want them <laughs> shaking, shaking the snot out of what you intend to eat later. Unless you want to tenderize, then yeah. Uh, Rush was my first gun dog, that, and that was play for us. Like, all, the whole buildup to him being a gun dog, uh, a hunting dog, was play. Throwing the bumpers, getting him to come bring it back, gave us an opportunity to to go see different parts of the province in terms of just practicing, like going to a river and practice getting him to swim out. I'll never forget. I'll never forget the West River in Anaganish, um, end of Addington Forks, which I later ended up working for that farmer uh, when Rush brought back the first, first duck. That, one of the best moments of my life. And then I ruined him uh, being a hunting dog twice in five minutes, like, <laughs> it, was, 
Anyway, that's a story for another day. Eh, it's another day right now, isn't it? So we're hunting. You ready? So we're hunting. We're in the we're in the flats, the marshes of Amherst, and I shoot a duck, and it lands two feet from from Rush. Like, and it was like I don't know, twenty yards in the like thirty feet in the air. Boom! Comes down, smashes the ground like the, the gunshot, which he wasn't totally prepared for. Well. Prior to that, a year prior to that, I made him gun shy. It's one of the hardest things to undo. So the gun shot, he was a little too close sitting beside me uh, for his level of preparedness. Then the duck lands and isn't dead, pecks him in the nose when he goes to pick it up. <laughs> so he runs up behind me, and I turn around, a duck flies over him, and I shot over his head, muzzle flashed him. Just I've made all the mistakes, guys. This is why I'm doing this podcast, so that you learn from this. If you're going to take a dog hunting, make sure you've practiced and practiced and practiced. And make it fun. Make it play to practice these things. Do these drills so that when you're in a real-life scenario and you have real ducks, like, hunting should be a super serious thing. That, like, if you're going to take an animal's life or attempt to, you got to do it to the best of your ability. That's why I shot a ton of sporting clays so that when I hunt and I want to bring back organic meat for my wife and my kids and my dogs and all that stuff, and we use it all, especially with the dogs being raw fed now, the dogs are eating everything. There's The only thing that's left over is part of the guts and the feathers, and I think they even eat some of the feathers. So... Don't get on my back about hunting. It's the most, <laughs> do it in the most ethical way and, and to feed my family um, organic wild meat. And so, but you want your dog to bring back that thing. If you're not going to swim in a marsh to get bring back a, a dead duck, you better hope that your dog is trained well. And you do that stuff through play. Just by starting one little fetch. You've got a puppy that you think you might want to hunt, you start them early. And even if you don't, Start them early. Have fun with it. Especially if you have like a lab or a golden or a Nova Scotia duck toll or, or something like that. Or like a pointing dog, German or German short hair pointer, Vishla. Like these dogs are bred to do this work. So even if you never fire a gun, it's really cool to see them play with them in a way that is breed specific. So cool. German Shepherd, let them track. Let them bite but do it in a way that's going to be safe. So I really want to expand out on this uh, on this program here. I've got my my uh, I've got people in my life, my coach tell me it's the program is big enough, Evan, you don't need to add more to it. It's you know, it's crazy price. Dog trainers are mad at me because I priced it so low. But hey, why the hell not? I made it. I want you guys to have it. I want you to level up your lives. We're, we're adding more into the you section, which we're going to be talking about in a couple of weeks. I'm going to have Mo, my first official guest on the podcast, is my beautiful wife. If you are a childcare professional and you want semi-full-time work, semi-full-time, that's my <laughs> part-time, we're looking for some childcare help. Maybe we already found someone by the time you're listening to this. Anyway, we want to bring you guys the best information to level up your life with your dog, right? It's not just about training. Who cares if your dog will sit well? It's about having a great relationship and enjoying this life. Go to doggystyle.com. Know that you're loved. Every week I'm going to be coming at you. Talk to you soon. Santiago, play that song. Oh, thank you, Evan. I, I can't wait to go home and play with all the dogs rolling around in the dirt. That's what we like to do.
Yeah, I know. I really wish you would stop rolling around. You know you're on my face, right? You're a mustache. I know, but the dirt is so much fun, and the dogs, they love to give the kisses. I hate dog kisses, Santiago. Stop asking the dogs to give you kisses. I know, but that's why I put the ice cream right, in the, right up inside, and the dogs lick, and they lick, and they lick. And you say, no, 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 and I laugh, and I laugh. Okay, see you, everybody. Have a great week. Know that you're loved. Bye!